Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. When you and I sin, when we struggle, when we stumble, when we fall, when we go back to the same things again and again, when we return habitually to things that we know lead us into the darkness, how do you suppose God the Father responds? Like, what's his response? How do you imagine that the Father reacts? What happens in his heart? I just want you to hold on to that image for just a second. In a moment, we'll come back to that. When I was at my first assignment, uh, I was up at Communion of Saints up in Cleveland Heights, and uh, we were su- I was close to a bunch of different hospitals. And one of the most amazing gifts, one of the most amazing privileges I had in my four years there was I got to journey with a couple um, who had a very, very difficult pregnancy. Their daughter, she was born right around the 25-26 week mark. And uh, they spent, she spent, they spent as a family the next couple weeks and months in the NICU, essentially. They lived there, it felt like. I would visit them periodically, and um, once every week or two, and uh, we'd come up, pray together, talk, process, just spend time, and bring the Panera. You know, everyone loves Panera. And one day I came into the room, um, Chris, the dad, was there, and uh, he didn't hear me coming in, and I just, I, I stumbled upon this scene where he was kneeling next to the crib, bassinet, hospital bed, if you will, that his daughter was laying on. He was kneeling next to it, and he had one arm just like slung over the, the bed, over his daughter's body, and you could just hear him just praying underneath his breath, and you could hear him crying. There's just, just tears just kind of, kind of coming down his cheeks. It was beautiful. It was so beautiful. It was so powerful. This image of this father, his heart just breaking for his little girl who's in such a tough spot. Like there was nothing he could do that he could do to extricate her from this place. And just to see him responding to how vulnerable, how fragile, how susceptible, how weak she was. It was just, it was an image of a broken heart. It was his heart, it was broken for his little girl, how much he loved her. That was the image that came back in my mind as I was praying, especially with this first reading. We hear from the Lord through the prophet Isaiah these beautiful words spoken to Israel, broken Israel, wounded Israel, idolatrous Israel. Comfort, comfort, give comfort to my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her service is at an end. Her guilt is expiated. Comfort. Speak tenderly to her. I think that many of us expect, perhaps, that God, in response to our sins, like flares up in anger, or his face just falls with disappointment, or he's exasperated with us, like, like again, like 
seriously, you went back to this again. Like how many times? How many times do I have to tell you? How many times do I have to forgive you? Or I think also many people, when they're confessing their sins, they want a harsh response. They want a harsh response. They're looking for a severe penance. Like I've heard people say, Father, give, yeah, give me something hard. <laughs> I can take it, Father. hundred rosaries, I can do it. Give me a hundred rosaries. I'll fast. Give me some fasting. I'll fast. Like as if, as if we could earn our way back into our identity. As if that's how this works. It's not how this works. In response to all of these false images, these false images of the Father, he says, I wish to give comfort. I wish to speak tenderly to you. Tenderly to you. The reality is, every single one of us is the lost sheep that's gone astray. Like, there are no 99 that have stayed put because they're so good. Daily Mass, folks, we're the lost sheep. <laughs> Every single person's the lost sheep. Every single one of us, we're the little girl in the NICU bassinet. That's the truth. Like, we are so little and we are so weak and we are so wounded. And this might sound heretical and controversial, but it's true. Sin does not make us bad. It makes us sick. God looked at all that he had made and said it is good. And at the culmination, when he made the human family, when he made masculinity and femininity, Adam and Eve, he said it is very good. We can't do anything to fundamentally lose our goodness. All that can happen is that our goodness gets distorted. The enemy can't create evil. All he can do is distort the good. Evil is parasitic to the good. Evil is like a cavity in a tooth. It's a lack of something that ought to be there. It's not a positive reality. It's an absence of something. We can't, our sins don't make us bad. They make us sick. They distort our goodness. It, is, they dis, it disfigures our beauty. It disfigures our humanity. It obscures the glory that we are made for. And we choose sin not because we are so bad. We choose sin because we're wounded. Because we're looking for ways out of pain. We're looking for ways to deal with pain. We're looking for ways to cope. We're looking for ways to navigate in this fallen world with surrounded by all these wounded people wounding people. It's why we choose sin. That's why we hide in sin. Because it is an apparent anesthetic. It's an apparent solution. That's why we choose it. And in choosing sin, what happens in the Father's heart is it swells with mercy and compassion. Like as we are in the act of choosing sin, the Father's heart does not get filled with wrath. It gets filled with mercy and compassion. Like he looks at us and it's like, oh, my son, oh, my daughter, like this is not who you are. You're made for so much more than this. I'm so sorry. Like talk to any parent, maybe some of you, this is your story, any parent who deals with a son or daughter with severe drug addiction, 
like a heart that breaks as you watch your son, as you watch your daughter compromise and choose something that's so destructive over and over and over again. That's the father. That's his heart. Like the father, the father, the real father, our God, he leans over us like Chris leaning over that bassinet with his daughter. And all, he, all he's saying is all I want to do is I want to speak comfort to your heart, tenderness to your heart. All I want is you to hear these words of tenderness echoing, penetrating deeply in the soil of your humanity that is so broken. Yes, there is a time with the Lord. There's a time from God to hear firm speech, corrective speech, absolutely. I've preached about this. This is what the Father does. He corrects. He even chastises. He brings us back online. But... You have to know, he says, you have to know first my heart, which is for you. That's the first move. It's a heart that loves us. That's the father that we have. That's the father who's given us the son in this mass. Let's open ourselves to that great gift again today.